When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it's Thursday, and uh, well, guess who's filling in for Jess this morning? It's Mike Drummer. How you doing, man? Good, George. How are you? Fantastic. I, I, I've been trying to track you down. I finally did. I know you're a busy guy, but we're going to talk a little bit about what everybody's talking about in town. We're going to have a new entertainment facility in the previous Shopko building, which was kind of sitting there on Madison Avenue for a while. And you know what? I don't like it when things like that happen in a community because you don't like to drive by in an area where that should be full of life and see that empty building and the empty lot just wasting away it kind of reminded me of the gordman's building for years right it just sat there but uh the old building that shopco was in is now becoming new and we're going to have a fantastic entertainment facility there now that's our goal i mean what is it Ironic of what took place all at once. It L- is. Lowe's, Gordman, yeah. Shopco. It's like bam, bam, bam. They all went at once. Yeah, Jeremy did a great job with Unique up there in the old yeah. Lowe's, Lowe's facility. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, it's Baumgars was in the yeah. old uh, Gordman's building, which was Gander as well. Before that, it was Kmart. Insane. Yeah, right, right. So this all happened at once. But uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of scuttlebutt. That's my marine term for <laughs> gossip, right? But there's a lot of talk about what is actually going to be in there, and they're thinking timelines, and is it going to be family-friendly? What's happening? So first of all, let's talk a little bit about the uh, what, 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 what's going to evolve there. What's it going to look like? What's going to be inside this building when it's done? So a little bit of, of a, a lot of different things, but everything was geared towards doing something that was for the community and entertainment. Uh, like I said to you earlier, I raised two boys through their teenage years, and it was constantly, God, Dad, there's nothing good to do in town. Right. Well, we're using that as part of the basis to do this. So for years, uh, we've been looking for, for five or six years, looking for a place to put a Crooked Pint restaurant. So you start with the anchor of the Crooked Pint restaurant on the southeast corner. It's going to be a two-story restaurant, and it's but it's going to be an entertainment venue. So the new term in... in in the restaurant business is entertainment. People, millennials and younger, don't go out to eat with their friends and just converse. They want to be entertained. And you can see that with the Busters and Daves and some of the other concepts where we've got bowling associated with eating. And we've got up in Chaska, we have a we have a curling center and a, and a big park outside with big patios. So our belief is that this Cricket Pint will have a the biggest patio in, in Minnesota. It's about 20,000 square foot patio. Right. There's a lot of people who don't know what Crooked Pint oh, is. Could okay. you tell them real quick? Well, it's a concept that goes, it's a sister product to Green Mill Restaurants. So it's a it's a concept that that uh, is gourmet pub food and a lot of beers on tap. And it's a place that you go to, to not have a heavy meal necessarily, but there's a lot of good food. And we just won the state of Minnesota's best Juicy Lucy in the Star and Tribune poll and a bunch of other awards for that. So you're going to get a really super top-end hamburger. You can get a really fitness salad. Uh, you know, there's a cranberry salad on the menu. That's one of my favorites. So. This is the stuff that people like. Yes. Right? It is. I have, I've actually talked to real estate developers, even in downtown Minneapolis, and they said, 
it's dangerous to almost do anything else because everything that you've described is what does well in this part of the country. Yeah, so this is the 14th Crooked Pint store out there, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Arizona. So it's it's an up-and-coming brand for sure. Uh, one of our biggest franchise owners is going to be, happens to live here in Mankato, so he's he's going to run this. But it's going to be a two-story uh, restaurant with the ability to put arcades in. So downstairs will be an arcade that's more focused on younger teens and under. Upstairs will be kind of an adult arcade with uh, with golf simulators that are, are are like a like a top golf where you can actually bring eight people there and play Pebble Beach and get food and drink served into That's your awesome. private quarters. There's a thing called duck bowling, which I'm not familiar with, but it's a miniature version of bowling. Uh, there's that type of stuff for it, for the older people is, down, downstairs because of the hockey rink being next to it and the youth aspect of this. There'll be a lot of typical arcade games. Now, is this going to be an arcade similar to, well, not to date myself here, but when I was growing up in the 80s, we had a place in the small town I grew up in called the Pirate's Den, and it was an arcade and we, a handful of quarters and away we'd go on a Saturday afternoon. Is it going to be that type of game, except for obviously gaming, I should say, except for obviously a lot of the newer machines, but is it, is it going to be centered around young kids? Well, that minus the quarters. <laughs> right. It's not, <laughs> now, now it's just slide yeah, your yep. credit card or the, or the dollar bills, right? So it's, it's you know, an over-publicized word is synergies. Right. It's the synergistic effect of this is you're going to be able to have kids on the ice skating, either via practices or tournaments, and you're going to have the ability to have your other siblings that aren't skating or if after your team's done, actually occupied. I love it. Doing I love some, it. Doing something fun. Uh, can you imagine grandma and grandpa coming to the hockey game and, and trying to talk to, have a conversation at the table and, and flipping the the seven, eight-year-old, 20 bucks to go play in the arcade. Right, right, yeah. I mean, it's a win-win-win. I love it. So, because it reminds me, again, of those family-type gathering. You know what, kind of also, even like a roller rink, when you had that type of (laughs) entertainment when we were kids, right? (laughs) Where you could get everybody in there, and there was always something to do. Bowling alleys had arcades when I was a kid. Boy, you just hit the biggest buzz that I got when I bought this building, is a roller rink, roller rink, roller (laughs) rink. Everybody wanted a roller rink. I know. So... That's funny you say that. <laughs> well, I have a five-year-old daughter up at Loyola now, and they've been doing that for the as they've been working their way through the last, I would say, month. And she's fallen in love with it again. But obviously, skating and the sheet of ice here in Mankato is going to be a huge thing. Yes, it's it's. So the owners of the ice rink are actually one of the owners is actually a CAA agent, and he's the head hockey agent for the the talent agency CAA. And so he works with multiple professional hockey players. And he was a 25-year bantam coach in Eden Prairie. He himself has coached seven or nine different professional hockey players through his program. And he's bringing a skill set to Mankato that is just out of this world. This guy's name is Chris Lacombe. And he understands youth sports, youth hockey, and, and the ability that these smaller rinks have the ability to have kids' minds react faster because of the small area, and to get more puck touches. And if you can do those two things with youth hockey, you're doing a major accomplishment to progressing that player to a better a better player at higher levels. Well, it's common sense because if you, specifically with smaller kids, if they're not chasing the puck five minutes down to the other, <laughs> the it, ice and back, right? They get yes. a little more, little more hands-on with it, right? Right. 
Yes. Yeah. And what it's going to do is free up our bigger sheets for right. for possibly having more tournaments in t- in town and you know the high school teams it, it won't be as compact on those bigger sheets. So it's actually it's not competing ice, it's complementary ice. Will there be any other things going on besides just hockey there? Uh yes, behind the hockey rink to the north side of of the building is an event center being built. It'll do 350 person weddings, uh sit down weddings. And it'll do an 800 person venue for a concert. So, you know, I, now that you bring that up, because <laughs> I'm pretty familiar with that stuff, if the acoustics are right, right, you get 800 people in, that is a great show. That's how I like to see shows. Right. I, I'm, I mean, uh, you know, my experience in radio, I've been to the, the biggest arenas and the biggest outdoor venues, but I'm at that point in my life where I like to sit down in a venue that size with great acoustics. And watch some of the best young and up up and coming artists there are. Well, the Crooked Pint and Green Mill are are large caterers in other parts of the state. Uh, they own their own venues, plus they actually are the preferred caterer to a bunch of events. So we already have the experience in other places that we're bringing here. So one right. of the things that I first designed and was my goal. I mean, this is a four person collaboration with my partners, but my goal was to create an event center that had an outdoor wedding. Before the pandemic, 25% of all weddings took place outside of a church. Sure. It's way higher than that. I don't have the statistic for after after COVID, but it's high. So we're building a wedding venue, a wedding grotto, flowing water, a stage for the brides, and it's outdoor and it's on artificial turf and you know, you'll be seated wow. outside. I'm building a bride's room into the to the building and a groom's room into the building. Uh, so you walk through the doors, the, the uh, sliding glass doors from the from the wedding ceremony into the pre-events area, which is your, you know, your cocktails and, and finger foods while the event center is being prepped and then walk through another set of doors into the wedding reception and, and take the tables down or move the tables around and you've got your dance or DJ, whatever you want to have. So it's a one-stop shop for, for the entire event. Uh, That will, I I can see where, because what else in Mankato or even Southern Minnesota there's nothing really quite like that right now. It's the outdoor component of having the wedding right on site. Right. Where that I think is, if you can imagine the grooms coming in, the brides are gonna, the brides and bridesmaids are gonna take hours to get ready. Right. They'll bring in their hair and makeup people and whatever. Right. So the grooms are done and ready. Right. Boom, you're out in the bar and you're playing <laughs> duck bin bowling or golfing or having a beverage or two before the ceremony. I so love it. Yeah, it's, it's really gonna be fun. Now, fun. When you open an event center like that, you always have to have that first show and you have to come out with a bang. <laughs> so I'm not not asking you to spill the beans on anything, but have you guys looked and perhaps maybe been doing some planning for maybe an, an inaugural type event? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we'll just, so we, we'll, do we just leave it at that? Well, if you're... the <laughs> the Bend of the River Festival, my partner's in that. I'm involved in that. I'm involved in Twin Jimmy City. Allen was the first one this past fall. Right? Twin City Summer Jam. Yeah. So we do both of those events, and we have a we have a connection with Nashville. Sure. So we're planning on bringing up a Nashville act that's up and coming. 
Uh, you won't have heard them on the, her on the radio, but you will have heard her if you're listening to any of this well, podcast Spotify. I was going to say that you're not hearing the up-and-coming artists on the radio anymore right. anyways. <laughs> All these people know that, it, yeah, it's Apple Music, yep. Sirius XM, things like that. So that's our bang is the connection to Nashville. Start with that. The local guys that are here in town are going to love this venue to play in. I think right. it's, it's going to be, yes. We, so were the, will there be regular entertainment there? You know, right now, a goal would be once a month, but maybe, okay. maybe I'm undershooting that. Sure. I, I'm not sure. So that's a wait and see thing. Get started. And you're right. Just get, I mean, flat out if the acoustics aren't good. Right. You got to have acoustics. No, it's worth spending the money on yeah. acoustics to get it. I mean, I think the Grand Hall downtown is a great example of that. And I wish they would use that more and or, right. or, you know, invite the right artist anyway. So, because to me, the... The big draw for people, that, and that's, again, something we don't have here. It's it's incredible to me that, well, I don't think live music for a while there, for a couple of decades, had the appeal that it once did, but it has come back, and there's no facilities in Mankato other than our Civic Center and the Grand Hall next to it downtown where you, that can accommodate that. I totally we, agree. We don't I, have it. Who would we grow up on? Johnny Home, right? Yeah, right. I mean, now you look at Mankato, and we have foreplay here. Yeah, they're, they're outstanding. To yes, too. I'm not trying to name drop or anything. No, but, but right. Just, yeah, the, I mean the show that they put on, and even Johnny Holmes at Hockey Day was unbelievable. Yeah, right. So yeah, that venue, and you know the, the the big thing about it is the way the arena or the back portion is set up. It's intimate, right? But it's not cluttered. Sure. And I think that's going to appeal big time. And, uh, you know, we bought Buster's is now closed. And that right. was the place that people went for. for yes, for many years. We, we bought the Buster's stage and equipment. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. They, they, did. they did have a good sound system. Yeah. And Matt put that in probably, God, what was that 12, 14 years ago, something like that? Even if that long. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it is. It's a fantastic sound system. There's no doubt. So here, here's just walking somebody through it. As you approach from Madison North into the front of the building there. What's going to be, initially when you walk in, what are you going to see? On the right-hand side on the corner, you're going to see the two-story Cricket Pint restaurant. Okay. And what I'm really excited about, because you know we were just, again, Star Tribune, best pizza in the state of Minnesota. Green Mill's coming right. back to Mankato. Green Mill, and this is probably the first time this has been announced. Green, right. Green Mill's coming back in the Green Mill to go for them. And that's going to be in the in the in the building. It's going to be right next to the entrance to Cricket Point. Yes. Wow, cool! Yes. So Green Mill pizzas and Green Mill wings will be back available uh, for you to pick up and go. Okay. And we also do a take and bake, which is you take it home and you bake it in your oven, and it's it's really really good. That's awesome. Yeah. So and then uh, next to that will be the entrance to the hockey arena, and next to that will be in, uh, the entrance to a hockey academy. So they're actually going to start a school of fifteen to twenty five people that, that can get their education there and, and use the ice during the day. And, and so it's called a hockey academy. That's awesome. Yeah. And then they we're working on a retail right next to that. So the front's kind of done. Uh, shortly, there'll be announcements on the rest of the building and they're big, heavy hitters in town. Originally, when I bought the building, we wanted to do health and wellness. I wanted a cryo chamber in there for, for instead of ice tubs. You sure. Recover. And we wanted to use the CBD products and all this other gym and all the other stuff. It's coming together in different forms that sure. will, will be coming down the pipe shortly. But right now, book for sure is the event center, ice, cricket pint, the academy, the green mill, and outside on that patio is three pickleball courts. 
Pickleball is a game that's for 8 to 80. Is that going to be then on the, by the east side there? East side, the, yeah. old, the old garden center. Yes. Got it, got yes. it, got it. Okay. So those pickleball is wonderful in that, that it can be a an entire generational family sport. That's overtaking America right yeah. now. So we're it, put, it is. It's everywhere. So we're putting shelters outside that actually it's going to be a great spot for birthday birthday events or family reunions where there's an activity involved with food, involved with gathering. Yeah. Wow. So for listening you to you describe this, will you be able to, on that second floor, then look down on the ice? To the west, you look onto the ice, and to the east, you look onto the pickleball court. I got it. I got it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's cool. Now yeah. I'm getting... I'm getting the visual concept now. And I think that's what a lot of people were wondering. Now, here's another question everybody's asking. What what are we looking at as far as a timeline? Ballpark figure. Well, that's the bad part. <laughs> well, th- things like it's, that happen, though. It's, right? called, it's called supply chain. Right, right, right. Unfortunately, the restaurant business equipment got really, really hammered with length of time that it takes to get. The ice equipment is all there and ready to go. I believe they're putting the chiller on the roof uh, shortly, probably in the month of December. So the ice rink will be up and ready to go early, but it won't be able to be opened early because of the construction of the sure. of other stuff. But hopefully, hopefully by March sometime, it would all be ready to go. But we've booked events for July for the event center. So we by this summer? Oh, we will be booking weddings and yeah. events, yes. Wow. So that's coming together faster than I initially even thought. Well. Faster than you'd think, well, but well, way slower for me. I but can yes. see, yeah, it's easy for me to sit here and say that, and then the guys that are actually involved with the project are like, yeah. <laughs> you guys, I know, you feel like it's, ne- it's like it's a never-ending process, right? Yes. Yeah. My, my wife and I are in the process of building a house now. We're actually moving back to town after, you know, I promised her when we were married, <laughs> promised her when we were married that I would move back to town. She's a city girl. Well, my 29 years is up. Right, right. <laughs> so we're, There you go. So, you know, we were told early on by uh, Kendi, who works in our office, and I think it's you know a pretty cool statement. You should spend more time planning than you actually do building. <laughs> My four, three partners in this have been rock stars for planning, and right. we, all of us are hockey dads. And we have tweaked this thing to the point where everything you could possibly think of is where they have to go to the bathroom when they're dressed, where they have to get their water, how the pickup and drop off works so that they're not endangered with crossing traffic. Uh, everything has been tweaked to the point of probably frustration that we don't right. move on faster. But in the end, the product is going to be outstanding. Right. I mean, the front entrance of the building uh, with the green mill to go pick up, but yet a single lane traffic that you can drop off. We're not rocket science. We 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 do R and D research and duplicate. Sure. All we're doing is duplicating school drop offs. Right. And if there's any place that's safer to drop off a kid than in front of an elementary school, let me know. Right, right, right. So, so that's what we've designed the front entrance to look like, pick up and drop off, drop off at an elementary school. Right. Going back to the beginning stages of this, how many different ideas, I'm just, because I know how things work. When you, when you guys all sat down and started discussing just the concept, how many... <laughs> How many different initial drafts did you guys have of what this might look like? Dozens. I, I, I can imagine. So the, the process took, so my wife and I bought the building and we had that goal of making it so that there's stuff for kids to do in sure. town. We also had the goal of, of the event center and doing the patio and stuff. And then as I brought these other partners on, 
because of their, what they do, the ice came to fruition. Sure. The restaurant, the Cricket Pint's been searching for a spot in Mankato for five or six years. And the, 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 what happens in Chaska with the curling center and the Cricket Pint, we duplicated, replicated into ice hockey. Wow. You literally can sit inside the rink and get, get table service from the Cricket Pint restaurant. Wow. So, and the viewing, the viewing lines are outstanding. Uh, there's a, there was a seating area that we built in. Shopco, everybody, nobody recognized that Shopco had 90,000 square feet of retail space, but their warehouse was another 27,000 square feet. Sure. So the second story of the warehouse got turned into a viewing area where the sight lines for the hockey rink are unbelievable. So what kind of seating did, so you actually built seating we, around the rink? We built seating above the rink. Above? Yeah. So it's a... It's a, there's a section that'll seat, I think it's 60 people that we built in with chairs and seating for wow for people. So three-on-three hockey is really popular in a tournament style Sure, for youth. If you go to the Twin Cities, there's a place called the Lumberyard. There's a couple out in Eden Prairie. There's all these venues that have three-on-three rinks that the kids play at tournaments in, and, and it's fast. It's high scoring. It's just, it's, what high scoring is great for the goalies. They get right. a lot more looks at it. Uh, my son Noah was a goalie and played in some of these places. So well, this dates back six, eight years ago where they thought, hey, we could do this in Mankato. Hey, we could do this in Mankato. And now it's coming to come Well, to anybody who's watched hockey has and has seen what happens when you get three on three knows what kind of action that is. Right. Right. That is super fun to watch. The three and three is the professionals are going to start a three and three league. Are they really? Is, yeah, are you, it's, it's been it's been publicized. No, it's all the professional teams. So it's really? mostly, mostly out in the West Coast. But if you look up three and three professional hockey, you'll see. Because it's so fun to watch. Oh, because it's, it's fast pay. It's right. just it's super fast action. Right. Right. It has everything that soccer does. <laughs> don't get not. Don't at me. Don't. I love soccer and I love soccer families. Just don't at me, please. Don't send anything. I'm just kidding. But that does. I love fast action stuff like that. And anybody who's ever again watched hockey, you know what kind of entertainment that is so that's cool so we're looking at maybe late spring early summer right right yep wow i can't wait because there's so many rumors when something you know this when something like that starts around town everybody's got a different story as to timelines and what's actually going to be inside and what it looks like right if you were to walk in the front doors right now today is like the can you see kind of like a uh, some construction that resembles of what something what you'll see here in, in a few months. Totally, the sheetrocking processes are taking place. Right. All the stuff, oh, walls okay. are stuff up. If the the, the non occupied or the non uh, the part we're not talking about, which is off, off to the left or the west, right, it looks like a bomb went off. Sure, I mean it's it's waiting for its tenants to kick in. But the eastern portion of it, the, from the hockey rink over. There's a locker room in there that's basically a miniature civic center hockey locker room really uh that's for like the academy or or if we get some of these tournaments going but we built again being hockey parents we built four locker rooms in the place and we built them with youth hockey in mind and what finishes go on the wall so they can't i mean kids are rambunctious they're going to be whacking yes. stuff with their stick and etc so accept that i mean even to the detail of where the where the rubber went down so they're not walking across areas with skates and access to the restaurant that people aren't blocking views and stuff. So that's all been thought out uh, in detail, in nauseam, actually. Right. <laughs> so here's here's a question, and I, I we did chat a little bit about this before coming on. Have you come up with a name for this facility yet? 
No. You haven't yet. No, I'm terrible at that. I mean, I'm, so, a, I'm, a, de- is, I'm a developer in town, right? Right. Uh, the two subdivisions, the <laughs> the street names that, that are on my subdivision because it's supposed to be in the golf area. Right. Are Dogleg and Mulligan. <laughs> I'm out. Don't who, don't don't have me name. Who do you who do you have working on that? You know, there's there's some marketers that are, but we really need a name that talks about destination, right? So it can't be you know it can't be just something something name. It's really got to either be on Madison or it's got to. So the rink is called the Pond on Madison. So it's is it Madison and Sioux Road? It's Madison and Sioux. Yeah. But you know how some buildings are named and you're going to, right? you know, the YMCA that we talked about is a classic example. You're going to the Y and everybody knows where the Y is. Right. We have to figure that out so that it becomes a, you know, just an immediate reaction to the community when they hear they're going to, that they know where they're going. Or, or when the kids are like, let's go to. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. Because I have a feeling we have a 10 year old boy and a five year old girl. And I have a feeling that this is going to be a destination. Yeah. That's, and that's what's exciting about it. That was the goal. Right. It's, so the, the coin, the phrase that is coined in, you know, Dave and Buster's is a good example. You go there to do other stuff besides eat. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Yeah. This is the, the, the it's entertainment, but it's this is a step above an adult verbiage is eat, drink, play. Right. Come to eat, come to drink, come to play. And we're trying to create options. The event center won't be used all the time. Right. Maybe we roll out a wrestling mat. I'm saying maybe. Right. And there, there's, you know, some wrestling that takes place. Maybe I, there's other events that the hockey, we haven't got. I think it's stakes. unlimited potential for yeah, that. Yes. There is a lot of things you can do. Right. I just running through my head right now. I'm like, yeah, there is a lot, especially with that intimate setting like that. Because you need that for a lot of things that where you don't want to set down some of that stuff where you'd normally have six, 7,000 people. Right. What's the number one thing that you can think of and associate with young people as far as the way they live in their apartment buildings? It's changed. Are you talking about like minimalism and stuff like that? No, I'm, ta- or? I'm talking about pets. Oh. You can't rent an apartment these days unless you're pet friendly. Right. The patio The patio is going to be pet pet. Pet friendly. We'll actually do events that are that are pet nights or pet friendly. People stuff. are going to love that. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. They so will. And then around the, the the wedding venue, the grotto can be turned into an intimate stage setting for a concert or a music event of fifty or hundred people outdoors. That alone, the the music thing, especially, you know, and you and I have lived here. I've been here for twenty five years. You've been here forever, right? Right. <laughs> uh, but you, one thing that is going to get more and more popular is not necessarily always just the big acts that you see, but because of the way things are with the internet now and YouTube and Apple music and all these different artists that can just release their music and open it up on a platform for everybody. There's it just a, an abundance of talent out there and they are looking for venues like that to be showcased and that Americana type folk music and some of that stuff is super popular right now and that they're affordable to book, right? And I think stuff like that would be, especially with the college students we have and professionals, they like that mm-hmm. type of music, right? It's not necessarily one genre versus the other. Right. It's just, there's this abundance of super talent because of their ability to get their music out and they're not being controlled by what I was once part of, the old radio, right? Right. Yeah, but so there's venues, there's acts. I'm sorry, there's acts that you pay, right? 
But this is also about opportunity. I agree. There's, yeah. a, there's acts that need a chance. Have you ever been to Nashville? Yeah. Oh, I know. Yes. You know, there's op, there's p- that people that get a chance to get up on stage and try their stuff or, or see if they can take it. There's opportunities for people to use this venue and base it on tips or base it on an opportunity that I can play this and try it to see. You're if- going to get, is, is what will happen is you will get not only a lot of the local artists, including the Twin Twin Cities, which has a ton of talent. I mean, even more so than a lot of places in the upper Midwest. It's There's a ton of talent up there, but these guys are doing it old school, like they did in the 70s, in the 60s and 70s, yeah. I would say, where they get out and they busted their chops on the road and they get out in front of people and they play. And you'll hear some of them. Nashville was a great example because mm-hmm. if you've been on Broadway in Nashville and you go up and down that street all night long, they just alter them out. It's every three or four hours there's a new artist on some stage. Super talented, and you're like, why aren't you famous yet? Yeah. Because there's only so much room, right? Right. There's only only so many pieces of the pie, but that doesn't mean there's 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 a limit of, of talent out there. It's just an abundance of it. It's crazy. Yeah. You right? go into a bar in Nashville, and there's three stories, and some, oh, some, yeah. some of the levels have two bands playing right. on the same story at the same the time. The stage is a great I mean, example of that, that specific bar down there, if you get a chance. Or there's one right across from Bridgestone. Its name escapes me, but... I love that street though. Just that whole area right down there is fantastic. So yeah, like Kid Kid Rock's place, where yeah, I mean, some of the people I've seen play on Kid Rock stage is just like, are you kidding? Me? I know. How are you not right being recorded? Yeah, it's it's incredible. There's artists who are becoming famous today that wouldn't have a decade ago because they didn't fit the profile, yeah. right? And now there's this. I think. A, in the last 10 years, one that stands out in my mind is Ashley McBride, who is just, to me, a breath of fresh air when it comes to not just country, but music in general. And it's artists like that that you see. Yep. And you're, there's more of that. And then going back to our original point, this that venue that you're going to have is going to be a fantastic place to showcase these guys. Yeah. And they're going to be knocking on your door because they're going to want to play there. Yeah. And just to clarify, in no way, shape, or form do I think we'll be like Nashville. No, 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 <laughs> no, just, no. But it'll be an opportunity for someone to get up and give it a try that wouldn't get an opportunity somewhere else. In a spot that we do not currently have, and that's crazy to say, you know, in, in as well, I, as, as, as populated as Mankato, North Mankato is, and with all of what we've got going on, I'm shocked. But it's because it wasn't a thing for a while, right? right? But it's coming back, and this type of a venue is where you're going to see some really, really talented young people. There's not even a question. Right. You know, we got some really great places. Uh, what's up top? Uh, the Wine Cafe, Tim Tupi, and down at the brewery that yeah. are doing that. But this will be a venue versus a venue that's trying to run a bar or right, a restaurant. Right. And, and they do a great job of bringing stay. I, this, I mean, well, I would, I would say this. What you're talking about and what you're going to have is something that is specifically made for that type of of an event, right? Whether I don't care what you put in there, it's an event center. Right. That's what it is. It's nothing else, right? Other than that you want to get outside the doors and get into the rest of the building, right? Mm-hmm. But we need something like that. And when you said 800, I'm like, you're right on. That's it. Bullseye. That's what you need. Yeah. And it's going to be super landscape because I know a lady that does that. Yeah. Stuff, so well, we might. Be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do know that. Of course, we were making reference to Drummer's Garden Center, which yeah. again, we're a great supporter of Jess and I when we were on the radio and there's some stuff i want to do out back here are you 
you were familiar with this area oh, yeah. outside the window because I went up when I bought this house and I started talking about I have 17 million hostas all over mm-hmm. the place. And you were initially part of bringing some of that yeah. stuff over here. So Babe Pennington, who lived down the street, was right. an amazing gardener and her specialty with hostas. Mildred Jones, her sister, lived right next to her. And they, I, they would cut those hostas up and they gave them to the neighborhood. So you, you are hosta heaven up here. I've seen pictures of the 60s and 70s, right, out here when all of these women, including Donna Swenson, who owned the house that I have now, they were like master gardeners, yeah. right? And it was a big thing. And I, the, the conversation that you and I had prior to the pandemic was, will the next generation, will, be, will there be another generation that will embrace that? Right. And little did we know, right? And I don't think it's all just the pandemic either, but that was a great example for people to kind of get their hands dirty and find something to do. But this next generation of millennials and Gen Z falling in love with it, it's not going away. Yeah, it's, it's fabulous. I mean, it is. Our world is, our, our country is full of food insecurities. Right. And I think we can remedy some of that with going back to the basics. I love it. Cooking, I love it. Cooking out of your garden, canning out of your garden, gardening in general. Right. You know, I told you off air that I wanted to put gardens on the roof of shop. Yeah. I still say when you explained it to me, because I was like everybody else, I was like, how do you do that? But then when you explained it to me, that made perfect sense. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, the structure is not meant for that. But we'll we'll find a spot for community gardens. That would be fantastic. Well, thanks for stopping by and sharing uh, a little bit of the the. An update, I would say, because there's so many rumors. Everybody wants to know what's happening. When is it going to open? What's actually going to be in there? And now that we have a, an idea and something to look forward yeah. to in somewhat of a timeline as well, right? Well, I appreciate it. You know, you and Jess have always been great to us. And, you know, congratulations for you guys' next step. And I hope it's as a success for you guys. Well, well it's, thank it's you. Fabulous. I know that you and the CBD centers as well has been a big part of this as well. So we enjoy it. And we'll, by the way, I'm going to bring Matt in. We're going to talk more about that. Uh, and we'll probably air that early next week so uh some exciting things coming on that on that level as well so mike thanks for stopping by and uh, i i believe i'm gonna let jess back on the air tomorrow morning (laughs) (laughs) all right man we'll talk to you soon thank you george